0: Good evening, everybody. This is another edition of Wrestle Podcast, and my guest tonight is Jaden Steele. How's it going?
1: How's it going, buddy?
0: Hey, thank you for coming on. It's time. So how's your week been so far?
1: Uh, it's been pretty interesting. Uh, just trying to relax from, uh, Saturday going over there to Alabama and getting in the ring with the pop star and feeling a little sore, just trying to get her out of the body and the bones here and- move on down the road to the next venue.
0: Yeah, what was it like to get in the ring with the pop star Johnny Romano?
1: Oh, man. So, this was a new show, WWE. I ended up getting uh, contact with a good friend of mine, Cowboy Buddy Love. Hits me up, gives me the details and the specifics. I'm like, all right, I'm game. So here we go. Jump in, go about 300 miles down the road, hit Dothan, Alabama. And... Didn't know anything about, you know, going in there with Romano or anything like that at the time, because as far as we discussed ahead of time, it was, hey, um, I'm doing this with this guy, I'm going to bring you in, possibly do a run-in, set up a triple threat, et cetera, et cetera. Like, all right, sounds good. Get there, you know, planes change, of course, and Johnny comes on over to the table, we get a, those specifics, you know, one-on-one, face heal, et cetera, et cetera, Never seen the guy, never met the guy, um it's basically set up for the match details and you know we worked it out we got in the ring and started feeling each other out had a blast love the dude dude's great inside and outside the ring um definitely uh didn't expect to drive 300 miles and go out there and uh entertain the crowd by getting some dance moves on but i loved every bit of it so shout out to the pop star if he listens
0: yeah, the pop star likes to dance a lot, and uh, and every time he comes out to the ring, he seems like he plays, like, a boy band music or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that, if, uh, is, uh, <laughs> I think it was Spice Girls this
0: Oh, I could see him doing that, too, getting everybody dancing to Spice Girls. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, he had me out there doing it, man. The
1: real deal's got a funny bone, you know what I mean? So I had to practice some dance so we went out there.
0: And you're probably going, oh, my gosh, the real deal is dancing with the pop star Johnny Romano and to, <laughs> to spot. Well, I mean, that's a lot
1: of like that's something that a lot of people don't know. You know, like I, I can play heel and I can play face, but, you know, like, I'm very entertaining, like outside of the business. So, you know, like dancing, I, you know, it's something that I've always loved to do. I love music and all that. So no one's seen that side of Jaden Steele. So like, I kind of brought a new element to the table in Alabama.
0: All right. I bet the Alabama fans loved it.
1: oh they did like it got over like gangbusters and like I never thought you know me going out there and just doing a little bit of twerking and dancing and one electric slide later (laughs) they go popping (laughs)
0: that's pretty awesome as well Um, another person you got in the ring with as well is uh, Soldier. can you tell me about that
1: oh man that's gonna be a long story that's gonna have to be shot from the beginning Um, Soldier, like (laughs) the best way I can put this we are XW2000, we had uh, so much management coming in. Uh-huh. In and out, coming in and out, coming in and out, over this uh, one-year uh, title run that I had. About halfway through, about, three, about two, three months in after uh, last management change, there was a, a good guy called Peter Boone. He comes in, introduces himself, starts uh, changing around the card and all that. Basically build up from a, a tournament into a, a Fatal 4-Way ladder match climb the ladder, grab the belt, boom, 28 minutes of hell, got the gold, and now it's time to show everybody, you know, I'm about it. So Soldier is a local independent guy around here that everybody loves and uh, has a lot of credibility behind himself. And from my background, I take professional wrestling very serious. So in order to be that guy and to put that over the top, what was better than not to bring soldier in, you know, a fan favorite that used to work there before me. And I come in and, you know, I got the strap, so let's do it. We go into this angle, uh, some new, uh, promotion guys come in, uh, champion versus champion. We go in there, we hit Broadway. Uh, soldier comes out, nobody's expecting it. The, the pop, boom, roof blows up, gets in the ring, we get this uh, storyline going, storyline going. We even got to bring in uh, former WWF Tony Parks to hit this angle. And then literally the month before the match happens, like the whole plan just got scrapped. Wow. Twitter changed hands once again.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. You know,
1: it, it, was, it was a big disappointment with all the setups that we had. I was really looking forward to it. The fans wanted it badly. We, we had it advertised like hardcore and, you know, that's a business. Unfortunately, some things changed, you know, the day of before, you know, it, 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 was a, it was frustrating for sure. Um, not going to like shoot on anything, but, yeah, you know, it could still happen down the road, needless to say.
0: I hope it does happen between you and Soja. I would love to see that.
1: I mean, you seen some of the some of the clips on the uh, YouTube, right? You seen the build up to that?
0: Yeah, I did. It was pretty intense so far. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. And then like when that got scrapped, you know, it was just uh, I'm all about entertaining the fans, man. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm not trying to be you know fame, glory, money, all that. Nah, man, I do it for the fans. This is for you know in my blood. You know, if I can't put a smile on their face, if I can't make you boo me at the end of the night, I'm not doing my job.
0: Exactly. Um, Have you ever had a fan that got so frustrated with you and just walked out and left because you did your job as a heel?
1: I can do you one better. I've had one swing at me over the barricade because I was uh, getting a little bit riled up and he kind of got a little irritated and took a swing and kind of went over the uh, barricade there. and That was kind of like the realism of me playing a bad guy I I learned. That I could really get underneath people's skin like that so it was a power that I had to kind of learn how to control before like I could mix it into like the wrestling world with entertainment because you know when you got people so anxious and worked up you know you gotta like watch out cause some of these shows with security man you don't know if they're gonna be there for you or not you know mm-hmm. I've sat there and seen you know an old lady take a cane and hit one of the boys in the locker room right across the back when he was walking down doing his thing playing heel. so you know, I've had some scary moments in the back of my head from, you know, my old man telling me back in the heyday in the 80s when, you know, he got dang near, like, gutted down there by his leg. He still has that scar to this day, and, you know, we talk about it. So um, that just, it runs in the back of my head when I play heel every single time. Um, sometimes I, like, limit myself on certain, like, acts or what I say just surely for the fact that I don't want st- to take it to that next level and put my safety in jeopardy. If I feel like you don't have the security or the safety protocols to, like, keep me from being touched, hurt, or injured, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, I definitely know what you mean. And you're also a second-generation wrestler as well, and your dad was uh, former WWF superstar Tony Parks. Yes, sir. So um, can you tell me some uh, memorable moments with your father in the wrestling business? And also, I know you grew up uh, around the locker rooms as well.
1: Oh, I have, um, you know, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time, like, when you have a father that's been in the business, especially, like, when he's, like, touched down to, like, all, like, major territories, like, growing up as a kid, you know, in one perspective, you know, obviously at that point in time, it was awesome, loved every bit of it, like, wow, I get to see my heroes in real life, and form these kind of, like, bonds and, and get these reactions from them, and it's, like, breathtaking, you know, like, we, don't pinch me, I don't want to wake up, type dream. And, you know, I can remember being in those locker rooms, like, memorable moments, I'm going to have to say, Slaughter's my dude. I remember when he bounced me up and down on his knee and nicknamed me Jumpin' Jordan, and he'd get in the floor with me and let me just try to wrestle him around, and, <laughs> I mean, it was great. Like, the guy was full of personality, and, uh, definitely influenced me along my journey to
0: get where I'm at today for sure. I was, since uh, Slaughter influenced you as well and your dad was in the wrestling business as well, um, so when you finally decided to train to be a pro wrestler, um, how did you tell it to your dad? Were you like a little nervous or you didn't know what your dad was going to think about it? And then also, did your dad train you too? Well,
1: I knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't know how I was going to get it done. Mm-hmm. So, being... You know, my my father's been there, done that. That's a lot of pressure and some, you know, shoes to fill. So, you know, I, I automatically knew I wanted him to train me. I didn't want to be trained by nobody else. I you know, he was the reason why I was around that business. He was the reason that, you know, a role model to me. You know, so I had to try to, like, beg him and beg him for years. And, you know, he just hit me with those questions. Are you sure you want to do that? This is a rough sport. You know, it's not for the faint of heart. You're going to be in pain all the time. You know, I didn't. Want, I don't want you to do that, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, it, years down the road, keep poking and poking and poking. Surely enough, he was like, all right, well, if you want me to train you, you go out, you get a ring, you go get a trailer, you bring it back here, you get all the stuff we need, and then I'll be happy to train you. So right then and there, I started searching, 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 ended up finding this ring up in uh, Georgia. Went up, got it. About 10 hours later, I was like, well, I held my end of the deal up. There's everything right here. I want you to hold yours up. And then the following day, got in the ring. Best day of my life. Most painful, but best day of my life because I don't regret it at all. It was like months later, knowing what the experience and the rush and the interactions that I would get later on throughout the crowd and like my journeys through wrestling, wouldn't trade it for nothing.
0: That's pretty good. Um, So, how long did you train with your father before you got into your very first match?
1: Well, with the training, about two and a half, three months in, I picked it up at such a fast pace that he was like real comfortable with like me being able to do like a basic little match, you know, like obviously first out. And in my head, you know, hearing other people's stories about how long they trained and they trained and they trained for months, 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 all the way to like a year, whatever. I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm a perfectionist. I want to keep on getting better. I want to keep on getting better. So it got to the point where he was like, you're ready to get your first match. But I wanted more training. So I made him work with me another two, three months until I felt comfortable to where I could do what I felt like I could do. And sure enough, you know, the whole time he's sitting there saying, I've trained you to the point where you just need experience under your belt. You need to be in front of that life crowd. I can't teach you that. And sure enough, you know, go all pro wrestling. Here I come. First match up, tag team titles. It, you know, they're on the line, and I'm sitting here flipping out. I've never, you know, been in a tag team or anything like that. So inside, my heart's is racing, hundred mile an hour, and I'm just sitting there like, oh man, I can't, I can't fudge this up. Like I got so much riding on me and like my background because I came in automatically with a target on my back because you know people know. My old man around here locally, and you know, of course, they're gonna ask when you're in the locker room. So instantly, you know, I got a bullseye on my back. I feel so. I felt like I had something to prove coming out of the gates. So you know, jumping the tag match. You know, they started off. You know, get tagged in there. I'm nervous as hell, sitting on the side of the apron there, coming <laughs> and just I, half-ass rushed. I felt like it best. I mean, I'm not gonna say that it was great. I'm not gonna say that it was good or nothing like that. But I mean the best he could do for a first time out I guess he could put it but needless to say I got the job done.
0: So was your dad there at your very first match as well?
1: He was. It made it very special. You know like that's half the reason why I was nervous. You know your role model's sitting there you finally getting to do something you lace your boots up for the first time it's just any worker around the world like you know they can vouch you just can't take that experience and like how you feel like that first time you walk out of that curtain it's just something that on to you, and if you're about the business, and you know you got the bug.
0: Oh, I definitely, and I believe you as well, and that does really happen as well. And since you've you know been wrestling for a while too, who's um, some of your uh, favorite guys you like to get in a ring that you really had a great chemistry with and felt very comfortable and put on a good show? You know, sadly, as
1: like I don't have it on film, but as far as like having a great show and like chemistry and all that. Never worked him. And it was one of those situations where I just jumped in the ring with being booked against uh, Airman Banks. And uh, we just went in there. We were, like, second on the card. And, like, we got main event reactions. It, it was just – it flowed. It was smooth. And I, no, I hardly limited to any no mistakes. You know what I mean? And it's just, wow, you know, like, this really felt awesome. And we got into like, the locker room and uh, – You know, he came up, hugged me, thanked me. You know, said any time down the road, I'd love to get back in the ring with you. And uh, unfortunately, schedules just haven't meshed, so we haven't got to like have a part two or not. But if I had to pick one guy, it would definitely have been him. And it came out of the woodworks for chemistry too, because you know, you don't go in the ring expecting like to flow like that. And it was just a magical moment, you know. It was was our time.
0: I bet it was. So uh, did the audience get a big pop as well?
1: yeah they start digging it you know like we were catching like the cheap heat and all that and then we had like a couple full like a few falsies you know going into like some nice spots and all that and you know as the spots and the falsies unfolded you know they just pop 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 all the way to the end you know and like we ended up coming up with a finish you know where I got my manager comes up tracks the ref I grab a chair I can't finish him swing the chair recoil off the ropes pound to the face knock myself to the ground he comes off the top with the finish and then we go home on it and you know they ate every bit of that up you know my facial expressions whenever like I pop myself or do something like ignorant or funny in the ring like you know I try to make sure like I I tell the story with my body
0: hey that's pretty good you do that as well and since you've been trained by your dad I bet he probably you know taught you everything you know like the old school way like back in the day you know like promos uh, in ring psychology and how to uh, throw a great story
1: Correct, and you know, like to this day, he's all, he's always on my ass and nagging me about you know this and that, this and that, and you know it's a learning experience every single day. I mean, I'm one of those. I'm a firm believer that you can't learn everything in this business. You learn something new every single time you're around the business, and from input from the boys in the locker room all the way down to my old man, you know, like I critique and criticize like all my stuff. Like I still don't believe that I've had a perfect match to this day. You know, I'm always trying to find the little things that I can improve on. Mm-hmm. What I do is, you know, I'll study my film for hours and I'll nitpick the hell out of it. And, you know, like I call myself stupid and just criticize my own work because, you know, I felt like at that point in time, I didn't realize I should have done this over that. You know what I mean? From like little pieces of footwork all the way down to like drawing like certain kinds of heat or whatever the case may be. Like I just I want to perfect it. And I can't perfect it if I don't learn or know any of my mistakes. And having a father that's been there and, you know, a good crowd of people around me with the boys in the locker room, you know, the sky's the limit.
0: Oh, I bet. you want to go. Oh, I bet. Um, so uh, have you uh, got a chance to wrestle your dad in any matches as well? Well, I'll, I'll put it like
1: this, that that whole soldier at XW2000 build up was gonna end up leading to a twist where it was gonna be me and my old man at some point, and that was gonna be probably that was um, that was my WrestleMania moment.
0: I'll put it like that. Oh, nice. Unfortunately, it didn't
1: happen. But as far as a sanctioned match, nobody's seen it. As far as being trained and like getting in that in that ring with him, hell yeah, you know I have. And I'll tell you this: like as far as chemistry goes. I'll tear it down with the old man.
0: I bet you will. Do you think you'll get the one, two, three uh, pin on your father if you wrestled him?
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) as much as I'd want to, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe he'll pass the torch. You know, that's something that would have to be discussed behind the uh, scenes there. But, you know, seeing how, you know, he's not, you know, active in the business as much anymore, he might pass the torch to the young buck.
0: That's pretty good. Um, How'd you come up with, the real deal, Jaden Steele. Well,
1: you know, growing up and watching wrestling, and you know, just seeing personalities come to life and gimmicks and all that, and seeing how loud and explosive and colorful some people were, to like how exotic some, like Adrian Street or like how Gold Dust, Dustin Rhodes, you know, like all them like presented themselves. Just finding like different forms of aspects of like how they got themselves over, how they found themselves, and you know, I sit sitting here trained, like, wow, like, I, I got all this talent now, and I really don't have a name to put behind it, and I'm just sitting here thinking, 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 and just so happens, I was watching, uh, that new Karate Kid movie, and, uh, I was, like, Jaden, I like that name, that's pretty cool, and then, uh, sitting there, like, typing in the word Jaden, and Jaden, and seeing, like, what it, like, came up with, and, you know, came across like, you know, Jade Stones and the movie was like, he was you know, Jaden, Jaden Smith, I think is his real name is Will Smithson son. And I was like, well, I like the word Jaden. I'm going to keep that. I can work with that. And I was like, Jaden, Jaden. And you know, I was just looking around and just seeing like my trailer sitting there at the time with my ring on it. And I was like, well, steel. <laughs> and I was like, Jaden steel. And I was like, I-, I like that. It's got a ring to it. And I was like, now, you know, every wrestler's got to have a nickname. You gotta have something to go by. You Uh gotta have some moniker. And sure enough, you know, like, my dad was like, well, you're cocky and arrogant enough. Why don't you call yourself the real deal? (laughs) And then, boom, it just clicked the real deal, Jaden Steele. And then it's live, and I loved it, and then just ran with it.
0: Hey, that's pretty good. I like that name as well. And um, speaking of Sergeant Slaughter, since, you know, you grew up around him in the locker room as well, um, you also did a Veterans Day promo for him as well on social media, and he hit you back.
1: Oh, he did. Like, <laughs> you got to understand, I haven't, I haven't got to see Sergeant Slaughter in, like, years, you know, ever since, like, I was a kid and, like, the old man got out of the locker room and all that. You know, that was really, the like, the only times that I really got to talk to him and, like, spend time with him. Well, you know, over the years, obviously, between moves and all, you know, you lose connection. Yeah. And growing up and being an adult now and actually being trained in this business, I was, like, if Veterans Day was coming around the corner, you know, I didn't I didn't reach out to him or anything. It was just me and uh, two good friends of mine, the headliners, uh, the Wildcat, Jimmy Powell, chosen one, Chris Matthews. We was all sitting there, and I was like, hey, why don't we uh, do a Veterans Day promo for all the veterans around here and thank them for their services, you know? So we cut the promo, and then we throw it on, uh, I throw it on my Twitter, I throw it on all my social medias, and Slaughter sits there and hits me back with it, and I was just like, <laughs> it made me feel good inside for like how like close a relationship we've had, and to be growing up, and then he hits that and then to be like hey man now i'm grown how are you and then form that bond and start talking to him and like touch base after so many years of being young to being an adult it just it's life-changing to like some but to me you know he's like a normal person i've been around him in the locker room and you know he basically took care of me when my old man was out there in the ring so you know i shoot the shit with him here and there but we ain't had no like interaction ever since i guess i was a kid in the locker room anymore if that's like the way you want to put it
0: okay um also do you have any good road stories
1: and <laughs> in the indies are like going down the road in general
0: hey hey you can tell me an indie story and a road going down the general you can tell me both
1: <laughs> well going down the road <laughs> good old uh, mick foley and my father uh good friends with uh with Dewey went to school with him
0: uh-huh
1: great guy you know love Mick to death do anything for you so they're going down the road me and uh, Dewey jump in there we're riding with our dads going on the road you know we're young like elementary school young thinking you know our dads are badasses you can't touch them they're wrestlers ha 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 yeah so we're going down there and you just cut we're we're cussing out the window and, and just you know being little kids and just thinking we're so badass and ended up getting uh this one dude's attention out of light and he like rolls his window down and like yells at us and all of a sudden you just like the old man's window rolls down and then make my old man look over at the guy and just basically like mean mug the dude and the dude just gives this most like priceless facial expression and like just darts off as fast as he can when that light hit green and you know it just it's a cheesy moment but like for me and Dewey back then at that time like it just it was very memorable because I found it so hilarious because we were antagonizing these guys intentionally and and we're putting our fathers on the spot for it so you know I kind of apologize for being a, a little butthole back then but it was something that I'll always remember for sure.
0: Hey, that's pretty good as well. Um, also, you uh did some work for uh, uh WWE as well.
1: Yes, I have. I did uh did the Memphis and the uh, in Birmingham earlier in the year of twenty nineteen.
0: And how was that and the experience for you?
1: Completely, uh, completely different, but the same in a way from remembering when I was in the locker room with my old man to going there now obviously you know productions and everything is going to change over technology and the years that go by but uh the personalities and the characters and you know everything that goes like forth in it from when i last seen it's just it was phenomenal a crazy experience very humbled and, and you know it was an honor to do it and uh i actually like learned a lot you know took in like soaked it up like a sponge you know, you like coming in as an extra talent. You're supposed to, you're supposed to sit there and you know your locker room or your catering. That's like what they really want you to do. But you know, when I when I went up there, you know, I wanted to study and learn and, and try to figure out why these guys were here, how they're doing their thing, what makes this work, what makes this click, and just watching these guys before curtain call and going to gorilla and all that, just seeing what they're doing to get themselves into the presence of being that character and how to provide the audience with the interactions and the entertainment that they do was a hellacious learning experience and a great learning curve to, like, try to overcome now. Like, I learned so much being there for those two days than I felt like I have in, like, so many months or so many years, like, from just going down the road in the Indies that's an experience that you can't learn unless you're actually there face-to-face and, like, you're seeing it firsthand.
0: I bet I bet you probably learned a lot and you probably walked around a bunch of you know professional wrestlers and you know legends and you're probably going wow you know
1: right you know like seeing them and all that you know it, it's mesmerizing but you gotta realize you're there to work just like they are so you know mm-hmm. you're not gonna run out there asking for autographs by oh, you no. out, but you know just trying to like keep my ground and my distance and watch how these guys are, are doing their thing and how they get psyched up and and watching how the creative in the back works before segments, and and how they're getting into character, is just phenomenally like an amazing experience. Like I, I can't even like break it down fully because you know it's a it's a lost for words kind of term.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, since you're a pro wrestler as well, have you ventured out further from where you're from?
1: Um, originally from Missouri. Uh, reside in Florida now. Um, so far I've gotten to work, you know, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia. Um, I got to do uh, one home show in Missouri. Um, I've hit about seven, eight states so far in this uh, journey. Hopefully, uh, I, my big thing, um, I got to knock out one and that was to do a shot down there in Mexico, which was very, uh, a very humbling, unique experience, especially for the fact that. I can I can translate a little bit of Spanish but I can't speak it very well by no means. So that was an experience of like learning how to like run a match off of body feel body movement and like your positioning an IQ in the ring. Like when they're calling spots in Spanish, you're gonna hear it, you know brokenly. <laughs> it's gonna be broken. So you really gotta go off of the feel, the body language and like, you know, use your IQ in the ring, so It was definitely something that I had to adapt to really quickly Mm -hmm. or you're going to shit the bed. (laughs) And that was a uh, bucket list of goals right there that I knocked off was getting to travel down there. But as far as being able to like go outside of the country, I really want to go to Japan or the UK. Those are like the two destinations on my, uh, bucket list left that I really want to travel outside the States on and have the chance to do.
0: That's pretty good too. Uh, So um, when you like, uh, you know, went over to Mexico and all that, were you like a little nervous and um, and because that's a whole different wrestling style than uh, some of the styles in the States.
1: To be honest, when I went like my my first like reaction to the whole thing, because like my old man has, you know, some ties down there and he was like, I can take you like I can get you down there. But it's, like, you're going to be down there for about three to six months, depending on, like, how long of a shot you're going to do. Yeah. I was like, all right, yeah, I'll do that, you know? So he sets it all up, and, you know, in the back of my head, when I'm going down there, you know, with, like, Trump being the president and all the issues that are going on right now. Yeah. And, you know, it, it it scared the hell out of me, it really did, you know, like, not being from their country, I was afraid, you know, anything could happen to me, so... I, I just stayed by the boys at all times. I really didn't venture out and get to enjoy it as bad as I'd want to. You'd mm-hmm. think I'd go through the beaches and stuff, but nah, I was just stuck, man. Like, I just played it by the book. and uh, I, was just, I was terrified for, like, the first time I went down there, so... I mean, if I go back down there, you know, knowing what I'm getting into this time, you know, I might feel a little bit more comfortable, but, I mean, to be honest, anybody that goes out to a different foreign country that you're not from it's always going to be in the back of your head anything
0: can happen oh, I totally agree with you as well and let's talk about uh, uh, Florida um, what's it like uh, wrestling in the Panhandle in Florida what's Florida style wrestling like and how's the popularity of wrestling in Florida
1: as far as Florida goes um, the Panhandle which would be the top part of your, uh, Florida there for anybody that doesn't know uh Florida shelves or anything like that um the the Florida wrestling on top of the panhandle I mean it, it's give or take on as far as crowds go and like where you, where they're running because you could go 30 minutes away and there'd be 70 to 100 people here but if you travel three or four hours away you know they could have 300 people so like with the top part of Florida it's really iffy on like how they break down and like how they flustered all these feds but the further south you go in the Florida, you know that's where bigger crowds are that I've definitely noticed up here. Because at the Panhandle, like you're a good show for the Panhandle right now is probably one to three hundred uh, people in seats, and that's if it's advertised professionally and properly and everything that you need to do. Mm-hmm. But the further south you go, um, better promotions, uh, great guys, um, better fans, you know, more interactions, more people. It just feels busier and crowdier, like crowded, like further down south. So, if I was going to wrestle in Florida, I would definitely like recommend going down south.
0: That's pretty good as well. Um, have you ever thought about wrestling up in the Midwest, like uh, Ohio or Indiana or Illinois?
1: Um, Illinois has definitely been my uh, like somewhere that I'd like to go. I mean, I've gotten to go up there towards my hometown by uh, St. Louis, Missouri, and got to do like. One, one match there I'd really love to like be consistent up there because you know I'm all about giving back in the business and you know I've done benefit shows cancer shows the blue hair from Jaden Steele comes from his mother having cancer he rocks that cancer color that's where the blue hair comes into play and that's a <laughs> that's a behind the scenes on Jaden Steele I don't rock it for fashion I rock it because it means something to me but as far as like going up there uh Illinois literally is about an hour two hour drive from uh like cape dorado missouri and Mm -hmm. all that good stuff up there so i would definitely love to venture off into illinois but uh you know taking all these miles in the indies you know it's really hard to to get your trans or, or anything like that if you're going you know 500 plus miles and you're trying to pay for your gas and all that you know why would the promoter want you over the guy that's local down the road that'll do it for peanuts, you know what I mean? So you're constantly fighting for your spot. So if, you know, they don't feel like you're worth it or there's somebody that can take your place, you got to provide something with your character that you can't get with that other guy, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, exactly. Um, so what does Jaden Steele enjoy doing outside of the wrestling ring? I know you're a huge uh, Chris Angel fan. <laughs> Oh,
1: uh, yeah. I love Chris Angel. Um, like, entertainment-wise, that man's amazing. Um, as far as, like, outside the business, man, like, I'm a sports fanatic. I'm an adrenaline junkie. Uh, I've raced motocross and supercross, like, the earlier part of my years, you know. I mean, I've qualified for Loretta Lens twice, Ponca twice. Um, I got a few buddies to this day that are on TV racing the uh, full-blown circuit, and, uh, you know, it's a good time. I get to go up there when they ride, like, Atlanta or, or Daytona or, you know, whatever the case may be. I get to pop in and out. But uh motocross, man, I'm always at that track if, like, I can get the boys together. Um Constantly just trying to keep myself, like, really in shape. Like, cardio is, like, a big thing for me. I don't want to blow up in the ring and embarrass myself. Yeah. You know? So I just try to keep myself active and just, like, you know, out of trouble. Like, I'm an adrenaline junkie. If it's got board or wheels or whatever the case may be, I'm going to find out how to jump it.
0: That's pretty good as well. And speaking of motocross, how, you you know, you were, like, in racing and all that, um, have you ever thought, before you were a pro wrestler, did you ever thought about going professional as a motocross racer?
1: You know, I thought about it. You know, I had, like, local sponsorships growing up and all that, getting, you know, free parts and all that and racing it. But, you know, I was young at the time. You know, riding it, and then, you know, I really didn't think about it hard enough to be like, I want to make this a job. So I looked at it more as like a hobby
0: uh-huh.
1: instead of like a chore. And I just, it was, it was great, you know, like I ended up meeting a lot of guys that were in that business Kevin Wyndham, uh, Steffi Bao, Ezra Lush, Shane Lusk. Um, great group of people. And uh, it was definitely a learning curve, but. I knew that I wanted to wrestle whenever I was riding those bikes. It was just wrestling provides a different feeling for me than what jumping
0: a motocross bike would. I bet it is as well. Um, that's- that
1: experience, you know, it was like hook, line, and sinker, I'm instantly in.
0: Hey, that's pretty good And it um, seems like you're really enjoying it as well Learning um, So, uh, are there any like wrestlers out in the indies You um, haven't got a chance to wrestle And you would love to get your hands on And, and uh, put on a good match with them?
1: Oh yeah like There's uh, there's several out there And uh, hopefully a couple of them are listening Soldier, I still want to get in the ring, buddy and, uh, and get down It might not be XW But yeah. give the fans what they want as far as the others go, uh, the Aztec warrior Alex Cruz, I would definitely like to see you on the radar. And, uh, the chosen one Chris Matthews, great guy. Got to do a, a fatal four way with him, never a one on one. I would love to. Oh, but, you know, it's, it's all depends on scheduling, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, exactly. Um,. Also, uh, where can everybody find you on social media so they know what you're going to be up to next?
1: Well, if anybody wants to follow my socials or any of my handles, uh, you can catch me on Twitter under the uh, under the name of RD Jaden Steele. If you got Instagram, you can catch me under there as RDJ Steele. Uh, obviously, Jaden Steele on the uh, wrestling page for Facebook. And I also do uh, Twitch every now and then here when I can. And I'm starting to uh, broadcast my uh, live wrestling streams on the uh, Twitch platform now. So if anybody that has uh, a console or a mobile device that's into Twitch, you can catch the action there. I just started doing that and it will be under the name of FNXD Real Deal.
0: All right. Thank you so much for coming on out of your busy schedule.
1: Hey, man, anytime that I can get on here and get to, you know, shoot the stuff with anybody that has a passion like I do for professional wrestling, it's always an honor.
0: Hey, and like I said, thank you very much. And everybody else, um, you can follow me, uh, WrestlePopcast, at Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Podcast City Network at PodcastCity.net, um, also at Hit the Marks Podcast. And you can follow me at Twitter at WrestlePodcast and on Facebook at WrestlePodcast1. Everybody have a great evening.